Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and I invite you to join in and listen to a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who has leaned into their passion and is igniting their life and the life of others. Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs. Today I have Sarah St. John, the frugalpreneur, which makes me happy. <laughs> and I am super excited because today we're going to answer two questions. First one is launching and managing an online business on a budget. And part two is how podcasting can grow your business. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I am too, because I mean, you have my attention with frugalpreneur. I mean, I love it. I love it. So anyways, before we get into that, can you please tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, let's see. So I started my entrepreneurial journey back in 08. I had had six different jobs that year, not at the same time, but throughout the course of the year. And realized that I didn't really like working for other people. And so I, <laughs> I start, imagine why. <laughs> yeah, really. A typical uh, entrepreneurial revelation, I guess. Um, so I started a photography business um, because I like taking photos of like animals, landscapes, architecture. But I realized that I didn't like taking photos of people, uh, but I was doing weddings and portraits. That's where the money is. But the bigger issue was just the expense to maintain, you know, camera equipment and all that. So I decided I wanted to switch to an online business model, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I tried a bunch of different things like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, all of these different things. And it was in that process that I discovered like all these free or really affordable tools, resources, software, um, that you can use to run an online business on a budget. So then I got the idea to write a book about uh, called Frugalpreneur, actually, about like the different ways. Well, first of all, the different types of online business models and then how you could do it on a budget. But it was while I was writing the book that I then got the idea to launch a podcast, also called Frugalpreneur. Um, to coincide with the book release, kind of extra marketing. It was only going to be like 10 episodes, uh, but I got more leverage and traction from the podcast than the book. So <laughs> I kept the podcast going. I love the connections I was making, um, the conversations, the networking, all of that. And so I've been doing the podcast for, well, I guess it's almost two and a half years now and over 100 episodes and like I'm all in on podcasting now um took me over a decade of trying this that and the other thing to finally find that thing uh but yeah so that's I guess kind of my journey in a nutshell <laughs> okay so let's talk now about like if somebody was interested in starting a business you know mm -hmm. I mean like um you know we don't start businesses to, you know, spend a bunch of money, right? I mean, the whole idea is like, you know, I know for me, when my son was really young, I, first of all, I just wanted something for me outside of just being a mom and uh, working a job. So I wanted to start something on the side. But then I started to realize it was actually costing me money to do it. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so needless to say, I didn't do that for too long. The novelty wore off really quickly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so now obviously you've dialed this in. So for somebody who does think, okay, I do want to start a business, but do I need to have a website? And do I have to this and this and this and this, all the, you know, the things that come with doing that, how have you managed to keep that under control, let's say? Yeah, so I like to say, um, you know, we start a business to make money, not spend money. Um, Of course, you do have to spend a little bit. uh, You know, I definitely recommend having a website. Some people just rely on social media. And I think you should have social media. But the problem is that's like renting land, basically. I mean... We saw a few weeks ago when Facebook was out for like, what, six hours or something. And panic, <laughs> panic, panic. <laughs> and so you just never know. And like MySpace went away overnight. I mean, you just never know like if a platform could go away or if their algorithms are always changing to where people aren't even seeing your stuff and you have to pay to boost it and all of this. And so you definitely should have a website, like a central place where people can find you, learn more about you and so on and so forth. Um, so, I mean, I would say that's definitely one thing I highly recommend as well as starting an email list. Um, but aside from those two things, I mean, there might be an occasional software that you have to use here or there, depending on what you're doing. Um, but for the most part, it really isn't very expensive to start an online business. And, and that's why I started going that route. Um, because you don't have like really any overhead costs, you know, versus like a retail or a brick and mortar, that's going to be very expensive to start. Um, I think I started out all my online businesses for under a hundred a month. And now I'm down to like, I think 40 to 60, somewhere in there. Um, so really affordable. And I mean, as far as the website goes, you could, okay, so first of all, you need a dom- domain. Um, and I always get domains at oneand1.com, which are like a dollar for the first year. And then I think 15 bucks each additional year. And then um, I use WordPress, which is free, though you do have to pay for hosting, um, which could be as little as like three or five bucks a month, depending on who you go with. So it's not that expensive. And then, or you could do, you know, pay 10 or 15 bucks a month and do like Wix, Weebly, uh, Squarespace, something that's even easier because WordPress does have a learning curve, but once you get it, it's, it's not difficult. Um, and then email list, I use SendFox, which is, well, when I signed up, it was free for up to 3000 subscribers. Now I think it's 1000 if you sign up now, but still, um, by the time you have to start paying for some kind of email list, if you're over a thousand subscribers, I'm sure you're making enough to pay the 10 or 15 bucks a month. Um, but yeah, mailer light is also another good one. Those are kind of the two I go back and forth between, but those are definitely the, the two things to get started with. And, you know, from there, it just kind of depends on your business model as to what other things you might need. Mm-hmm. So because we talked before this, I thought it would be super fun if I kind of went through my own list of what I use mm-hmm. and I came out with $71. Oh, 
yeah, that they use, which I think is pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think really anything under hundred is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, some people will spend a hundred dollars just for one type of software. Uh, so then, if you're using, you know, three or five things of software, like, I mean, you might be spending five hundred bucks a month or something. But yeah, so if you can get it below 100, I think that's definitely good. I'm curious, like, which um, things you use, if you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So I also have a podcast, obviously. So some of these are for um, promoting that. So Mm -hmm. I use Zoom because that's how you and I are talking right now. And because my interviews almost always from start to finish go over the 40 minutes, or whatever it is for the free account, I pay for it. So that's my, I think, 14 bucks. Um, and now just recently, I learned about something called Later, which is good for um, scheduling on Instagram. So I use that to schedule. That's 15 bucks a month. Uh, so for now for the podcast, I like to create these little wave clips. So, you know, a little piece of what you say during the show, I'm going to take and turn into a video or a, a wave, like an audio And then I put it into like a little video with the audio waves and your picture and all that cool fun stuff is just part of marketing. And so that's wave that costs me 10 bucks a month. Those later in wave are new though. So those are never used to be part of my expense. It was something that I did as I decided to grow and promote myself more. Uh, And then I use Filmora to edit. And I think I pay $60 a year. For that it works out to five bucks a month canva i pay the extra because i like the background remover option because mm-hmm. that's just fun to use and then my website i pay eleven dollars a month so i think i think that's it i was kind of racking my brain but i kind of think that's now that does not include you know training or like courses or books or you know any of those kind of things that i also buy for my business but that's just the software the the must-haves on a monthly basis. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in my figure, I don't include, you know, books and courses and things of that nature. Um, I do have subscriptions though. (laughs) Like I have, (laughs) I have a pretty serious audible addiction. (laughs) So uh that's a subscription. I pay that monthly, but that's, I mean, it's, it's business, but it's not (laughs) right. Right. Um, Do you use anyone for like email marketing? I use MailChimp and I'm okay. it's still free for me. Still free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the other one. MailChimp. That's also free up to what? 2000, I think. I, I want to say two or 3000 and I'm not yeah. quite there yet. So it's, it hasn't been an area that I focused on, but I will mm. eventually. Somebody was yeah. telling me about another one. So I am looking into possibly uh, signing up with another one just because it has more um, like usability, like for doing mm. landing pages and lead magnets and things uh like that so that if and when will probably cost me some money but again I've been in business for like five years so these are not the kind of things that I had to have to begin with right Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's also an important thing like you don't have to have everything from the get-go like as you make more money then that gives you room to spend more money or what I like to do is like um you know, say there's, I mean, every software program, there's competitors pretty much. So I just like to compare them. And like, if, if there's something that has a free plan option, like for example, with an email uh, provider, like I'll go with that. 
as long as it's working for me and I don't need the bells and whistles and all that stuff. And then, you know, uh, so that's usually what I do. I either go with whatever the cheapest option is or ideally free up to a certain point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. So <laughs> like, yeah, there's no point in jumping into like a big convert kit package with a whole bunch of, like you say, bells and whistles, if you don't even know how to use the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like tempting sometimes because you hear like everybody and their dog talking about a particular like convert kit or click funnels or, oh, you know, funnels is really expensive. Yeah. That's like a hundred bucks a month or 97, whatever. Oh, I thought it was like a couple hundred. I thought, well, it depends on the plan. I think one is 97. One's like two ninety seven. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, but you know, now there's other things out there and even WordPress plugins and you know, all these different things um, that are, you know, oh, and if you can get something that's like a lifetime plan, like, uh, do you ever go on AppSumo? I think I have that as a plugin on my WordPress. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just Sumo, is it? Oh, Sumo. Yeah, that's actually oh, okay. by them. But um, okay. AppSumo, I, actually, I have it pulled up. <laughs> I was working on something um, before this. Maybe that's why I thought of it. But um, it's like this marketplace, basically, of software courses ebooks all this stuff for entrepreneurs um where a lot of the stuff are lifetime deals because it's kind of like newer software that's like launching and trying to get off the ground and so they need kind of an influx of money and so you know something that they're charging maybe 100 bucks a month maybe they'll put up there for like 50 bucks lifetime deal and so they'll get a whole bunch of sales a whole bunch of cash uh, you know, to kind of help them build their thing. Um, well, I mean, they always have it built already, but it's sometimes like the basic, <laughs> as, as basic as, you know. Yeah, it's like but, they're beta testing it to see how they can, can tweak it, right? So they use you to be able to run people through the program to test it for them, right? Yeah, so I've um, I've gotten a few lifetime deals on there that I use mm. for courses or for... Um, I forget what else now, but a few things. And I check it every day to see like what new things have been added. <laughs> I'm going to have to add that to my calendar as well. Cause you have my attention with that one. So what's it app sumo for anybody who's listening. A yeah. Good place it, to grab stuff from. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I think if you click browse and then I like to sort by latest, but lately because they just started opening it up to where like anybody could submit like not it's not just software now so like people are submitting like fonts and stuff and like mm -hmm. i don't care i don't really care about that so much so sometimes i just click on featured and that's usually the software stuff but okay cool so one of the things i noticed and um on your website is you have a page called 27 tools i use uh-huh so this is the stuff that like you were saying that you do the research and you'll check and see if you can find a free version of things. And so is this where if people wanted to, they could go there and find out all the cool stuff that you've already figured out for them? Yeah, pretty much. So I, let's see, um, like there are a few AppSumo products on there that they actually created like Synfox that's free, uh, KingSumo, which is for running, um, 
giveaways. Um, see what else do I have on there? Uh, let me, I'm actually going to pull it up <laughs> so I can remember. But uh, yeah, I've got my, um, I use Captivate for my podcast hosting, SiteGround for WordPress hosting. And so Publer for social media management scheduling. But a lot of these things are free or, or they have a free option at least, or they're like, you know, five, 10 bucks a month or something. Um, so, so do you have yeah. a favorite, like what's like a price? Forget, worry about whether you paid for it or not, but what's your favorite software that you found that you use? <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, Descript. Have you <gasps> used it? Yes. I love Descript. <laughs> I used it for a while because that is a paid one, not much. Um, but I ended up not for a while. So, but when I first discovered that one, yeah, that one was awesome too. That's one of the few software that I actually pay for that I, cause they do have a free plan, but I, I pay for like the $15 a month plan. Cause I mean, you can record directly into it, but I think for editing podcasts, I like the fact that you can edit the audio by editing the transcript I don't know it just you could like in one click all the ums and uhs can be removed and all of that and they actually have like video editing on there now which I'm thinking about trying and <laughs> all of that so yeah that's my favorite I would say okay my favorite is a free app it's called Trello okay yeah I've heard of that Oh yeah. my goodness. So when that was, when somebody told me about that one and I got into it, I, I mean, I've even created trainings on it now for people because I love it so much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's one, oh, probably my second favorite software would be called, it's called Plutio, P-L-U-T-I-O. And it has kind of a Trello thing to it, but in addition, it has like a client portal project management, like all this stuff you can do um, within it. I want to say that maybe was an AppSumo deal I got a lifetime deal on. Mm, sounds but like even, ClickUp. Yeah, it's it's kind of like ClickUp, but a lot easier to navigate because I feel yeah. like ClickUp is too much. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like the learning curve on that might be worse than WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hope that the people who are listening are, are enjoying like just getting even being told about some of the software that's out there. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think that's the thing, too, is like when like people have told me like my friend Antoine is the one who told me about Trello, um, a past podcast guest was the one who told me about Descript. And so sometimes it's, it's you only find out about these things because someone else is raving about it. Right. I mean, because if you go onto the internet and start searching for software for blah, 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 I mean, you'll be completely overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And I think that was one reason I wanted to write that book um, for Goldpreneur was because not just to talk about the different types of online businesses you can have, but because I feel like I already did so much of the legwork or whatever and figuring out how to run an online business as affordably as you can um, that I just wanted like people to know. And I'm going to have to update it because a lot of the um, software that I use now, I didn't even know about then. So like maybe I needed a 2.0 version, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it just saves people a lot of time because I actually kind of enjoy like researching and comparing 
softwares and stuff. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> the average person probably does not enjoy doing that. And they'll probably just go with the first thing they see. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'll leave that to you, <laughs> <laughs> which is why, like when I came across that page, the 27 tools I use, I'm thinking, okay, well, she's going to keep this updated. She's going to be, if she's putting it out there, then these are the ones that she actually likes. She's tested them. I trust her because it's kind of what she does. So she can do the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I probably need to update the book to keep it up to date to match that page, but yeah. So now you've <laughs> written more than one book too, right? Mm -hmm. What were the, what are the other two? Uh, so authorpreneur was the second one, which was about how to self-publish a book. Cause I had done that with frugalpreneur and then podcastpreneur is the third one. So it's kind of like a preneur series trilogy, but that was not the plan from the beginning. It was kind of more as I learned something really well, and felt like I had enough to say about it to write a book about it I did uh, <laughs> and all of the books kind of are pretty heavy on software to to run to you know like what kind of software helps self-publishing easier like there's a website called Reedsy r-e-e-d-s-y that's really good um, for different aspects of you know publishing a book um and then like with the podcast preneur i talk about like you know hosting and all the different like the mic you know all that stuff so i kind of feel like i did that with all of the books and they're all pretty short like I don't know, 80 to 90 pages about ten thousand words maybe like you could read it in an hour so nice. it's not over it's not overwhelming so Awesome. And probably packed with information, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't put a lot of fluff into a short book. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's really no fluff at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excellent. See, you're, you're speaking my language again. So, okay. So let's talk now um, about the podcast then. So you've not only have a podcast, you wrote a book on podcasting. So let's talk more. I mean, and I love podcasting, obviously. I've been at it myself for at time of recording about a year and a half January will be two years for me and uh, I threw myself into it and absolutely love it so um, as of today I have 127 published episodes so okay yeah oh so a little bit more I think I have like a hundred and it's in the teens mm -hmm. I want to say like a hundred and I don't know, 17 or something like that. Not far behind. Yeah. So what's the, so frugalpreneur is the name of your podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. And is it just you? Do you interview people? What's the, what's your style? So most of the time I'm interviewing someone, mm -hmm. uh, I do have some solo episodes where I'm talking about a specific software. Usually <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up a tech theme with you. <laughs> Um, or like, like I had one solo episode about, cause I actually, while I was trying a bunch of different things online, I had a travel, an online travel agency, but I ended up closing it cause COVID messed the whole thing up. Um, so like I have an episode, it's probably only 10 minutes, you know, about why I closed that, you know, so things like that, but for the most part, they're interviews whether it's with you know a ceo or someone within a company 
of a software program. That's kind of how it started. Then I started interviewing different entrepreneurs that I followed or looked up to that were in certain areas, like maybe courses or affiliate marketing or um, podcasting, certain areas of entrepreneurship, like experts in. And then I started interviewing um, people who started a business with less than a thousand dollars and built it to over a million mm. um, in any court, any time frame, um, and not necessarily a million a year, but like just a million period uh, without any kind of outside capital, investment, loans, credit, any of that stuff. So I've interviewed a few of those. Actually, I think those interviews have been doing the best um, as far as download numbers. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that would totally get my attention for sure. Right. <laughs> Start cheap, make a million. <laughs> yeah. And I'm finding, I'm learning like, uh, what you title an episode is really important too. Like if it's, I was going to say clickbait, but that's not the right word. Cause that implies that it doesn't live up to whatever, right. but like clickable or eye catching, yep. you know, like. I think the one I had the most downloads was something like from a hundred dollars to multiple, I forget, but basically he, he, he came from some African country to America with only a hundred bucks and now has like three companies worth in the millions each. And so, and like bootstrapped it and he kind of talks about how he bootstrapped it. Like, for example, he'd start one business and then he, you know, he'd get up to like $2,000 and then he would take that 2000 and buy a camera and start a photography business to where now he's making 2000 per wedding. So then he did it was almost like a stepladder thing. Mm. And now he's in the software <laughs> industry uh, and has, you know, multiple millions. And so, yeah, just stories like that are really interesting, I think. Yeah. And in, encouraging as well absolutely i mean that's why i would listen and be like this guy's figured this shit out i want to hear what he's got to say right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah i agree with you because when i first started my podcast i did a lot of um what i thought was like kind of creative titles right mm -hmm. it's like take something that the person says and i'm like oh that's kind of fun like there was a lady that i interviewed that went to clown school and so I did like what I learned at clown school. Well, that <laughs> didn't get a lot of clicks. So uh, I ended up deciding to change it because really she was talking about finances. So mm. I'm not going to get the kind of people who want to learn about finances by having a title about clown school. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, but that's a beautiful thing about being in business and having, you know, a podcast is like, you can go back and change that anytime you want to. And it's all about just testing things and there's no cost to do that. It's just easy. You just go in and change it and see what happens. Right. So I've done that now with a couple of my titles and it's made a huge difference. Mm, that's so. interesting. I don't know if I've ever gone back and changed the title. I've added, like, sometimes I'll forget to add the guest name on a rare occasion. And so I'll go back in and say with so-and-so. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've changed the title, but that's good that you're willing to do that. Cause I'm sure most people, first of all, most people probably wouldn't even notice that 
the title had anything to do with anything <laughs> or care. Uh, and then to actually go in and, you know, fix it. That's good. Well, I mean, I, I see my podcast as I'm sure you do. When you bring a guest on, I feel like I have to perform for them as well as them perform mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. right or f- perform for the guests or the or rather the audience right so mm-hmm. i feel like if you if you sarah has decided to come and be on my podcast you see some value in doing that and i want to be able to provide you as much value as possible by you know like i was saying earlier i create marketing assets for you i want to have a good title for you i want to have good show notes for you i want it to sound good so that people will come and listen to you Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that I've been doing in the second year of my show is just paying a lot more attention to what works, what doesn't work, because I feel like I've got this part, you know, the conversation and attracting guests and all of that, that's down. So mm-hmm. now it's the what works, what doesn't work, how can I change this, how can I improve this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a, a fun thing to do is like try different things and see what ends up getting more downloads and mm-hmm. and trying to continue with that and figuring out what it what is it about those episodes yeah mm-hmm. so not only do you have a podcast but now you actually have moved into helping other people with theirs so can you share more about like how you help people how would you help me like how would how do you help people who like do you get them started or do you help them figure it out grow it scale it manage it like how do you get involved in other people's podcasts? Yeah. So kind of all of the above. Um, <laughs> so w- once I got into podcasting, I, I mean, I was doing it all on my own and I actually still do um, like the editing and the, like you, the stuff you were talking about, like the audiograms and the um, quote cards and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So basically what it, it's, called podseam p-o-d-s-e-a-m because it's like seeming it all together um so i do help people launch a podcast if they've never had a podcast but then also people who do have a podcast help them with basically to where all they have to do is record the episode send it to me and then i handle all the rest as far as the editing production the you know removing filler words um Oh, I just said one right there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'll cut that out. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Oh, there it goes again. Now I'm thinking that way. Okay, stop. (laughs) I was do a little, oh, let's just get them all out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was editing a podcast before we got on this. So maybe that's part of it. But um, okay. (laughs) So uh, let's (laughs) now I'm just going to do it on purpose. Uh, so show notes, also transcriptions, uh, the audiograms, quote cards. So all the social media assets and things like that. But then in addition to that, coaching, uh, auditing, like seeing, you know, what could you improve? Um, you know, things like that. So kind of an all encompassing and then how to use the podcast. Cause I kind of see it as, Aside from someone starting a podcast for fun, there are those out there, but I think if you're wanting to use it for business purposes, usually, uh, or finding a way to monetize it, it's usually either 
you already have a business and you're using the podcast as another marketing avenue to get more exposure, network, make connections, things of that nature, so that people can get to know, like, and trust you. And then if you have products and services, hopefully at some point they'll become a client. So that's one way, or there are some people who they start a podcast and that's literally the business. Um, That's not as common or as it's harder to make a good living doing that. Uh, I mean, there's people out there who do like John Lee Dumas and, Pat Flynn and obviously Joe Rogan, for for example. Um, But I mean, you could make enough to at least pay your bills, um, the average person, through, you know, uh, obviously the products and services, but that's more if you already have a business. Um, But like even sponsorships or affiliate marketing which i actually do affiliate marketing in some episodes um as well as just recently started doing some sponsorship kind of testing different uh, monetization methods but anyway so just kind of like coaching and to see like how are they wanting to monetize what ways can they monetize uh, should they have a lead magnet? What kind of lead magnet? You know, just basically everything. So not just, you know, editing. A lot. There's a lot of companies out there that just edit, but it's kind of, I'm trying to hit it from every angle, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. So you had my attention with the podcast itself as a business. Mm. Um, so, because I think monetizing is one of those things that can be difficult for podcasters because there's, well, first of all, so many of us out there now that I think sponsorship is not necessarily one of the easiest ways to do it. I think everyone thinks, oh yeah, I get like, you know, certain number of uh, downloads or listens and and sponsors are going to come knocking on my door. Right. So I'm curious. So you said that you've started using sponsorship. Can Mm -hmm. you share like some of maybe the ways that a podcaster could actually go about getting sponsorship? Yeah, so the thing is, people well, people have been told this and assume this, that you have to have like 10,000 downloads per episode to even be considered for a sponsorship. And that's true for a lot of, a lot of like the sponsorship marketplace type places that that's a requirement. But what I've done is like personally reach out to different businesses, like ones that I actually use like software programs, for example, and <laughs> like, one, like a good fit. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I use and recommend your service uh, or your software. Would you be interested in sponsoring? Um, so that's actually kind of, and you can get a high cause the CPM, like if you go the route of you have to have so many downloads per episode and you get paid, it's called CPM cost per mille, which is a thousand, which I think it's right now and it changes, but I think it's like $25 to $40 per thousand or something like that. So you're not really 
it's not making like you're raking it in <laughs> right unless you have you know hundreds of thousands of downloads your sponsorship that route isn't gonna pay that well um so i recommend like just reaching out to companies directly because you can usually work out well i i can't i shouldn't say usually i've been able to at least <laughs> work out deals where it's just like a flat rate per episode regardless i mean you show them what you're currently doing and whatnot but it's not like a oh i'm not gonna pay you until you hit this many or if you don't hit this many then i get a refund or you know it's not based on actual download numbers more just per episode and so um that's what i've been doing and I mean, it's definitely not anything to write home about, <laughs> but it covers the time and all of that, you know? So um, I think it's possible that between sponsorship that way and like affiliate marketing, like say you're talking about a particular, say you have a guest on and they have a software program or a service or something if you and if they have an affiliate or a referral program getting signed up for that including whatever link in your show notes maybe working out a deal to where um they can provide a discount code to your audience and things like that um so i think or even like if an author comes on you could include uh sign up for amazon associates which isn't much it's like two to three percent so like if someone bought a twenty dollar book and you're getting two percent i mean it's not a big deal but the thing i like about amazon is that anything someone buys within that 24 hours of them clicking the link they don't even have to buy that book they could buy anything flat screen tv whatever you're gonna make commission on it so that's the one advantage there for amazon so really any kind of guest you have on maybe trying to find a way to uh, through referral or affiliate marketing. And so between that and sponsorship, you might be able to, um, you know, at least pay your bills, <laughs> I guess. Is yeah. What I'm yeah. I've done, I haven't gone the sponsorship route yet either. In fact, I actually have a product myself that I am using my podcast to market. Mm. So that's one of the ways that I'm hoping to eventually uh, monetize um, mm -hmm. from my own services um, as well as coaching. Um, but that's kind of going to be my main focus for the next little while, at least. But the affiliate marketing is one that I really like. And I think that anybody that brings on guests, like you were saying, it's a good question to ask the guest um, mm -hmm. to see if it's an option. And I've found that at least half of the people that I've had on have said, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let me create a link for you. And what would you mm -hmm. like the, the discount code to be? And that's, that's like a lot of people are really willing to do that because it benefits everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've noticed, is that part of, so with your 27 tools, I use the ones that are say not free. Are you, do you use that as affiliate marketing as well? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not every single thing on there has an affiliate program, but a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, you have to disclose that. So I have this big old, it's probably excessive. I don't need to have as big of a, <laughs> I have this like big paragraph about the fact that some of these things are affiliate things, but it's like, uh, just because you have to disclose it 
you know, supposedly FTC, whatever. But you know, blah, so blah, I, blah. yeah, that whole that whole thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is even if you are an affiliate for somebody, it doesn't cost the uh, end user any more money. So right. you know, it's not like it's saying here buy this thing. We've jacked the price up so that I can get a cut. It doesn't work that way. So right. you know, for anybody out there who's listening, who's not 100% sure what affiliate marketing is. It doesn't cost you any more. It just helps two people instead of just one when you buy the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times, you know, like you can, like some of these things on here, I was able to work out like where they provide 25% off. So you might actually get a better deal by using my affiliate link because you have a code, like one of them is Sarah 25 frugal 25 whatever um so yeah if you can work out deals like that where someone's even more because someone might have heard about a particular software or product or service through you but like say they didn't actually buy it or click it or whatever but if you can get a promo code they're gonna you know want to go back to that or try to remember that or write it down for whenever it is that they buy that thing so mm -hmm. yeah no i think affiliate marketing is is a great thing it's one of the very first things that i got into when i first started my business actually was affiliate marketing and i had a, a amazon affiliate right from the get-go and did all that kind of stuff so yeah anybody who's listening you know that i think is a really great business to get into because you can just reach out to people like you say like things that you're already using or things that you like like I love books and planners and pens and all those things. So, I mean, it made total sense for me to want to be an Amazon affiliate because I love most of the stuff they sell. So it's easy for me to, you know, tell my friends about it. And what I do with that is at Christmas time, I know all my friends are going Christmas shopping. So I send them all my link and I'm like, please just use my link, you yeah. know, for anything that you're buying. It's like, what? it doesn't cost you anymore. And it makes my Christmas way better. So <laughs> Yeah, I've thought about, I, I think I've maybe done that once. I'm trying to remember, but I've thought about that. Like, hey, anytime you want to buy something on Amazon, use my link. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's like, why not? Right. It's no mm -hmm. different than saying, hey, buy my tea or hey, buy my whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it's still theoretically you're offering them something that they want anyways. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, even if say you don't have a business and you're, using the podcast you're trying to monetize the podcast as like your business I guess um in addition to that you could create a product or a service you know like a course or a book or whatever um and sell that as well like you were mentioning so there's several ways to go about it. <laughs> I've actually done a couple of different things. So last, ah, probably about this time last year, I actually hosted like a Facebook event where I had a whole bunch of my past podcast guests come and they paid to be a part of my event, mm -hmm. minimal fee. And then they were allowed to um, then share, like go live and share all of their stuff for an entire week. And so then it was me giving them like an audience and 
um, some marketing space. And that actually went really, really well. So that was something that I did. So again, to monetize the podcast, really, it was about capitalizing on the fact that I had an audience for the podcast, and then now bringing my guests all together in a community. And that worked quite well. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've I've tried to create kind of a community with get or I have an idea on on that. And I've heard so it almost kind of sounds like a summit, but on Facebook, sort of. Um, But I guess that's interesting, though, that the podcast guests pay versus like attendees or whatever. So interesting. Yeah. Well, for them, it's marketing. It's, mm-hmm. it's an advertising fee, right? And it was minimal. It was, we're talking like 25 bucks just mm-hmm. to, you know, make it so that they showed up mm-hmm. and did their part. They made it, made it worth it for them. Right. Um, so that I could guarantee that they were going to provide the value to my community that they mm-hmm. had promised to. Right. So it was like buy-in for mm-hmm. them to do it. Right. It's hmm, interesting. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. And then I was going to do a book like a collab book mm-hmm. um but uh unfortunately um the editor ran into some um personal issues and so that sort and people i don't think that i gave them enough notice so mm-hmm. there was like they were too like were interested but timing wise blah 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 so but i think book is a really great one too that i might try again next year so mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then so uh, well, yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> kind of circles back to the whole self-publishing thing, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I have a book on that. Just read the book. <laughs> I will put links to Sarah's book, all three of them, in the show notes <laughs> using my Amazon link. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, like if you want the physical book, um, I actually give away the eBooks for free. Ooh. Yeah, so oh, how does somebody get one of those? Uh so at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N um forward slash free. I give away all of them. Uh, but then you know, like if you want a print copy, because for me personally, I prefer print, but you know, each to their own. Um, then yeah, grab an affiliate link. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an audio girl. Any chance you uh, have them on audio yet? I don't. I've been thinking about that, though. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll do that one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay so, okay, so now let's just say that somebody did want to reach out to you and learn some ways to, say, monetize their podcast with you or have them do all that stuff that, you know, takes me a really long time to do myself. How would they find you? Yeah, so my podcast production agency is podseam.com, P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. Yeah, so I have the services. And then I also say you already have a podcast, but you're just kind of wondering about different aspects of it. If I have a podcast audit, there's a, I think it's forward slash podcast audit. Um, and right now I'm, the price is going to go up, but right now I'm just doing it for like 97 bucks for a full audit. So, um, and I'm, I'm working on a course as well. I was hoping to have that out by 
Black Friday as well. We're recording. It's right before Black Friday. I don't, anyway, <laughs> uh, but it's not going to be ready by then. Um, and that's going to be called Podcast Profit Pro, but that'll be on my website um, pretty soon, hopefully. And then um, and, and and in that course, it'll kind of go over like these different things of how to monetize and mm. stuff like that. Um, but I'm going to give that course away for free for any kind of clients that I have. Well, the course won't be free if you just, <laughs> I saw your face there. You're like, what? No, I mean, <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> if you're a Podseam client, it'll be free. As ah. But otherwise you'd have to buy a separate. Anyway, right. uh, I think that's going to be starting at 97 as well. I kind of like to start things like around there and then, you know, gradually go up. Um, but yeah, I guess that's about it. And then my main website is the sarahstjohn.com. And then if you want those books forward slash free, uh, I'm actually also doing a giveaway right now forward slash giveaway. Um, are you familiar with Russell Brunson? I guess you must be because we mentioned ClickFunnels. Well, he has three books and I actually really like all of his books. I'm giving away those as my Black Friday thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think I started reading one of his books and then a friend of mine was really interested in it. So I, I said, okay, fine, here, I'll lend it to you because I'm busy anyways. And I never got it back. So I'm oh, like, no. yeah, so it's like, I need to go get, I need to read it because I know I've heard that they are really very good. So yeah, I've actually read all three. Of the, it's rare that I read a book twice. I, I'll read a book and I'll highlight stuff that I want to go back to, but those books, I've read them all twice and in one sitting each time, which they're thick books. So, I mean, it took a few hours, <laughs> but it's like, you get so wrapped up in it. You're just like, you can't put it down anyway. <laughs> mm, nice. See my, my way of operating is I typically, if it's on audiobook, I'll listen to the audio. I'll take a few notes here and there. I have sticky notes. I love sticky notes. So I'll make sticky notes about things. And then if I really love it, then I'll go buy the hard copy. It's like, oh, oh snap, <laughs> good shit. Now I need to have it in front of me and I need, to, and then I also have um, any hard copy book that I read has a notebook that goes with it. Cause that's oh, where I write all my notes. Like I've got the uh, Think and Grow Rich, the hard copy, and that's got a full on notebook where, I mean, I've, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's how I process. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I order an audiobook and then I go buy your hard copy, you know, you've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole process. I got a whole process for how I deal with books. So, yeah. But, okay. This is awesome. I'm excited to, um, yeah, I want to go find your podcast because I feel like that's where there's some really good stuff from, you know, people like you say that have kind of started small um, mm -hmm. and then grown it, right? Which is what, mm -hmm. of course, all of us want to do. Um, and it sounds like that's what you've also been able to do. Like you've started, what, over 30 different businesses on a, on a budget? Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah. So that podcast is Frugalpreneur. If you, it's on every, you know, podcast player, just search for that and it'll pop up. Um, the one I'm actually editing and hope to have finished edited tonight and will be up. Well, obviously by the time this goes live, yes, that pod, <laughs> that one will be up, but it's actually about someone who went from food stamps to six figures in a year. Wow. 
So that, that'll be a good one. Okay. Awesome. So what number will that, well, you don't know offhand, do you? <laughs> um, well, let's see. You know what? I'm going to put a link to it after this is published. I'm going to check back with you and I'm going to put a link to that one in this show notes for people. Oh, it's going to be 118. Okay. So, oh, and 117, the one I just put out recently was from a thousand dollar investment to 3 million a year in wow. Amazon sales. So yeah, titles like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think numbers from, you know, when you, anyway, now I'm giving podcast tips. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's, that's what you do. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So before I let you go, I have to ask all my guests, if you could give somebody who's ready to take their business to the next level, one piece of advice, what would you suggest? Okay. I would say try to avoid shiny object syndrome. Cause I think as entrepreneurs, that's a problem we all have. And I certainly did obviously uh, for over a decade. Um, yeah. I, Cause it's so easy to get distracted or hear about something else and like, Oh, I want to try that. Or I want to do this or I want to do that. <clears throat> but you know, at a certain point, definitely zone in and focus on that one thing. And uh, because if you're doing 10 different things, then you can only dedicate 10% to each thing. Uh, and how much more successful would you be if you dedicated 100 to one thing? So uh, I guess that's what I would say on that one. Yeah, I like it. I am guilty for sure. Um, I am one of those people who's like, Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And I'm a leaper too. So like, I don't even give it a lot of time before I jump into something new. (laughs) So, I mean, just, just in the last two weeks, I've had two people want to collaborate with me on pretty decent sized projects. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I totally want to do that. And it's like, how the heck am I going to do that? So yeah, I mm. would totally agree with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's fun, right? As entrepreneurs, that's the beauty is that we do get to decide what we do and it can be very alluring to mm-hmm. to jump into new things. So, but I agree, it does stretch you. It does really mm-hmm. does stretch you. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on. I had a blast. I hope our listeners, you know, like I said earlier, got some good new software ideas to go find because this this is how it happens is we just need to share the wealth. We need to share all the good stuff with each other so we can all get out there and um, limit or lower our expenses so that we can grow our businesses. So awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Wonderful. 